All right, you ready? Let's do it. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. And you are now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. I'm super glad for you all being here, tuning in once again for another week, another episode. I hope everyone has had an amazing week so far yep. and getting ready for a greater weekend. But yeah, man, I'm excited for this I'm excited, one. Man. So you're going to tell them about how you were scamming me. <laughs> Yo, scamming is crazy. You scamming on your job? <laughs> I FaceTimed them and explained my job. They say I'm scamming. I'm not scamming. No, nah, please, please let them know what's going on. Because I thought this was like hilarious when you said it earlier. So we were just on a <laughs> FaceTime call with the boys, with our, with the boys, yeah. with our guys. Um, we were just catching up on our weeks and whatnot. And Jordan was talking <laughs> about how he like pulled one over on this old lady. I didn't pull one over, bro. No, yes, you so, like, did. So, like, I was explaining to you. All right, okay, I want, yeah, all right, all right. So, I want y'all to determine or at least make a judgment on whether or not this is, a, like, okay. a scam. And I'm going to be ahead. completely honest with y'all about what went down, <laughs> bro. I'm not fabricating nothing, okay? So, I just got this new sales job, and we're selling, like, internet and phones, right? So, I'm in this Walmart, and I'm talking to this old lady, and I sell to her, uh, I think it was, like, what, 100, 100 gigs? Like one, It was one gig, I think. I forgot which one, but it was the highest one. I sold it the highest one, right? The internet, okay? And they're and saying, I was saying basically, I replied with yo, like you, <laughs> you scammed her. She only know hundred gigs of uh, um, like internet, and like she service. Doesn't. And, and she whatnot. doesn't. Here's the thing, and she doesn't because she says she <laughs> lived alone, and all she really does is stream and stuff like that. So, like, if anyone who knows anything, she don't really need one gig. But the thing was, she okay, okay. She was with Spectrum and she was she was paying more than she would have paid for the one gig. So I was like, you know what, bro? Let me just get her the highest one. She don't really need it, but it's the best one and it's cheaper than what she's paying. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, I could have got her. You know what I'm saying? They could have went lower, but I'm saying she was already paying at like I think it was twenty more than it was. So I was like, you know what, bro? Let All right, so break go. it down. So the her current plan that she was on was her like current one was like seventy something. The one that bro, she it sold was fifty five. The one you sold 50, to her was fifty. Fifty five a month, bro. So I was like, you know what? I mean, it's like she's saving money. I'm saving her money. That's how I'm scamming. That's how I'm scamming. I'm saving her money. I'm saving her money while making myself more money. Like, how is that not a win? John, John, John said on his next album, it should be called Save Scammer. <laughs> Save Scammer. I was saving I'm like, her that money poor, while that money, poor old lady don't need money. no one they was, get and, and, one If, we, if we wanted to talk about scams, she was getting scammed at Spectrum. She was paying 75 for not even nothing, bro. That was scamming. I was helping her out. Oh, y'all was hating on me, man. I'm nah, just out here trying to make an honest living. They bro. call it scam, bro. Look at that, bro. I can't even. Honest wage. <laughs> trying to make an honest wage. Yo, that is literally hilarious. Oh, no, man. when you brought that up, I was like, she don't need none of that. But I'll give it to you the way you broke it down to compare it to what she was, it was paying. Saving, it was saving her and money. And you never know. You know, I, you said she lives alone. She might have grandkids or something. Exactly. Yeah, they she might come need. over and game right. or something. So, you know. I helped her out. No, no whatever that helps you sleep at night. All right, bro. All right, see, it's always that little caveat of like, oh, right, yeah, oh, sounds good. Oh man, okay, bro. bro. No, because I, I, so we we hopped on the FaceTime call and Jordan was all like in the the suit and he, you know, he had his it's business, uh, his business professional, his business casual, bro. Had the little button down with the like, you feel me, the white and little white and blue tie, bro. Yeah. He was looking very proper. Is what I told him. It's necessary. That's the, that's the dress code, bro. Very very corporate. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, so um, with all of that, whenever I was thinking about the episode, getting into the conversation, I was like, all right. Usually for the Fridays, we just kind of like 
go off on a riff depending on like you know what we've been reading something we've li- been listening to or just what was on our minds like during that time and so this week whenever I was thinking about it I'm like yo we definitely have to discuss and go over a message that we heard not too long ago when we were in Nashville we mentioned a few weeks ago that we were at FCA camp and after we got back from the XCA camp in Knoxville we spent the rest of the weekend in Nashville with our friends we went through their church service and I heard a message that was extremely timely that like even now rewatching it today I was getting so much from mm. but basically he was speaking on finding rest in like the chaos of life right right in our most stressful anxiety ridden or like complex circumstances still being able to find that peace of mind that God offers to us. And he was coming out of Psalms 23 in this message, which is one, you know, we've probably heard before or somewhat familiar with. And I want to go ahead and read it just to start it off. And he broke this down like crazy in a way that I'd never heard it before. Sometimes it's just one of those Things growing up that you hear so much, it doesn't yeah. have like much weight or it's not mag like magnified right. or applicable to your life, you think at times, but he definitely pulled together. So it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leaves me beside quiet waters, he refreshes my soul, he guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me, and your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord mm-hmm. forever. And that's one of them classics, I ain't gonna lie to you. It is. And what he was essentially saying in his message was in this passage you see that of course David is acknowledging the Lord as as his shepherd and then immediately goes into the fact that God makes him lie down in green pastures and he said that David starts with pastures because maybe our most important call is to rest Hmm. and could it be that our first call is to be a people of rest and proposing that question just like really like made me think yeah and just analyze like sometimes you can get so caught up in doing and being and just so torn in between all of the complexities and just things of life that try to pull you in different directions. But he starts it off with, he makes me lie down in green pastures in a sense of like, yo, like this is a very significant moment and call that we all should be aspiring to be, Yeah, you know? And then when you think about it, something I didn't know is like when David's writing this, he's also the environment he in is in is very scarce. Right. He's essentially in a desert. Right. And so when you think about that, like in an environment that's seeming to lack everything, he's saying that he lacks nothing. It's crazy. And so, again, to the point of finding that peace and chaos in an environment that seems as if it's not conducive for 
the necessary provisions of his life and he may be in a moment of like high stress and just uncertainty he's literally saying yet i lack nothing right that even in the midst of this desert this dry season or moment in my life he still he lies me down in green pastures right to rest and to be calm in the midst of all of this around me that seems as if I can't pull anything from or gain anything from, right? And so that's really what it started with. And I'm like, yo, that's what I needed to hear. I'm like, yo, we might as well rehash it and run it back. Off off the rip, he started off with the heavy hitters. He started good. You know you hit him sermons, you know it's going to be fire. You're like, oh, snap. Fact. You start feeling it About five, ten minutes in, it's already already heat. bro, because I remember when he mentioned that thing about uh, the backstory of when David was writing this, and you know, like you said, when he was in the wilderness, and I was like, "Yo, like that's fire!" And he followed up. He was talking about how, and this is something I've noticed even with my own life. We have this mindset that's like, "Okay, my peace is on pause until my situation changes." And then when he said, mm-hmm. "I was like, oh snap!" Right? Because I mean, I've been there before. It's like you know, until I get that job, or some of us is you know, until I'm in a better living situation, until I'm uh get that relationship. For some reason, like it's it's. Until I get the thing, until the situation is different, my peace is just it's oh. it's is with that. My peace is with the thing that I was saying. The peace peace is with the situation change. But he said so in the in the verse, the first verse of this chapter, when he's talking about lying down in green pastures, the specific words that he used was your pasture is portable. And that's something, honestly, like Darren was saying, that hit so home. I've been taking that with me every day, right? Because, I mean, I just started this new job. It's been real different. Sometimes you get stressed out. I've been taking, like, my, I've been saying to myself, you know, my pasture's portable, right? Like, the, the your peace is, your peace is a fruit of your spirit, right? Your spirit's always with you. Your peace is something that you can always tap into, that pasture, that place of just rest and going to God, and something that no matter what situation, no matter where you're at, how old you are, that's something that you can always tap into. So that totally debunks this idea that we have. It's like, okay, when things aren't peaceful, I can't have peace. But the peace that you have isn't contingent upon the situation, right? It's contingent upon the God that you serve. And that's the understanding that you have to have, right? Right. And he just mentioned the fact that because sometimes we can just get in this mode of maybe you may have like that designated spot that you go to for like worship yeah. or prayer, whether that be like your bedroom or a spot like within your own home or maybe like whenever you're in the car on the way to work or back, whatever that looks like for you. And sometimes we can get so um, tied to those particular like I want to say like not rituals, but maybe like traditions and things that we've set for ourselves that yeah. we're like just very familiar with mm. that it can like cause this or create this idea that, okay, like I'm just going to wait until I can get off of work to just get that five minutes. Yeah, in my I wait till I get to my prayer closet. Right. Or I hold on. Wait I get home and then like on. just decompress right. in those particular moments. So, you know, what? let me just like make sure like I can get all the peace I can in the morning exactly. before, you know, like I'm, I'm just starting out my day. Right. But no, that definitely like your pasture is portable Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, all right, like I'm at work. I may be stressed, frustrated, upset with situations, coworkers, a thing that are happening around me, but yet Mm. hold on. Like I can have these moments and tap into this peace, like right now through his spirit, you know? And I think, I don't know where it may say it, but I think that the phrase Mm. of like peace be with you. Right. 
just makes so much more sense to me now exactly. after hearing that. Yeah, peace be with you. And I think with this sermon, it, it convicted me a lot. I don't know. Did you feel some conviction when you was listening, bro? Definitely. Because I, sometimes okay. you can, for me, it was just the idea, of course, like sometimes we'll put conditions around our peace. And that can, in turn, ultimately make us also put conditions around when, where, and how we'll serve God. Mm. That, yo, like, until yeah. you change this situation yeah. or this circumstance or this issue in my life, I'm going to hold out on my devotion and my obedience mm. to you, mm. right? Because that's literally during that sermon, that Sunday was where I was at. Yeah. Of me being very upset mm. and almost discouraged with God. And that was my mindset. Was like, I'm going to go my own way create my own plan because you're not changing this. Yeah. I don't see you moving here. Right. And so now I'm going like out of his will and purpose and ideal for my life just out of like, you know, cause I think that I need, I, I'll find peace elsewhere. Mm. I can find it on my own because it doesn't seem like right. he's it's, making it work me. right here. Yeah. Although it's something that I can, always access exactly yeah Yeah. no i i agree with all of that and for me it was also on top of that the sermon really put into perspective the weight or i guess the the importance of this idea of the pasture right like we're talking about and once i realized that i also simultaneously understood how much i had been underestimating the importance of it in my own personal life right and when he's going through the verse right and when it says he makes me lie down in green pastures he leaves me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He was saying how like this is like chronological. Like it starts with you lying down in the pasture, right? You going to God's presence, you going to that place of peace and, and to hear God. And then after that, that's when he leads you beside quiet waters. And that's when he restores your soul. And when he put that perspective, I was like, man, because it really, that whole threefold step right there starts with the pasture, Right. And he said, people who are really good at finding the right path are really good at being in the pasture because that's how you're led is when you're in that place where you can hear from God, when you're in that place where you're sitting in his peace, no matter what situation you're in. And I was like, man, I think I need to start implementing more just practical things in my everyday life, my um, weekly life, monthly life to where I make sure I'm making space and making time. Obviously, we're talking about how you can you can access that peace anywhere you go, but also it's important to make intentional time to out of the business of this world, right? And the work, your work, your school, your social life, taking also intentional time to be like, okay, I need to go to this place so I can hear from God. You know what I mean? Instead of hearing from what my boss is saying and hearing from my teacher and hearing from my friends, taking that intentional time. And that's why I realized like I need to be more practical about that because I definitely have underestimated the importance of that because that's how you're led is when you're in that place and you're actually hearing from God. So that's something that I wanted to make evident because it's something that I learned. It was a big lesson from this is be intentional about going to that pasture because that's that's where it starts. It's a threefold step. Lying down the pasture, being led, your soul being restored. So I was like, man, that's that's good. You gotta be intentional about it too. Right. And just the idea of also sometimes, you know, we can just have like these moments of like indecision yeah. and just questions about all right like what is the right path for my life right okay like where should i go who should i be with Mm -hmm. 
how would you like me to do this when we're just like, you know, petitioning and going to God with the direction, you know, we ourselves should be going in. And that's exactly how we're able to access that. Mm -hmm. Right. In terms of understanding, like who is leading you and how to get there to what you mentioned, like it is chronological in the context of this verse of like, okay, like I'm acknowledging that he is my shepherd the author of my provision mm-hmm. I lack nothing you know what I mean I'm going to allow him to lie me down in green pastures of peace to have my eyes fixed on him and not the worries of life and then at that point when I'm in that condition and in that state right then is when he can lead me right right and then sometimes like always allowing yourself to just like take that weight off of like always having to like stress or like overthink about what's next or yeah. maybe how to get yourself like out of like these different situations mm-hmm. because what I found is like reading this is like yo like we're the subject in this yeah. right so sometimes it's like all right like what do you need to do and sometimes allow yourself to be led right like what is it saying this it says that he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths mm-hmm. for his namesake. Like he, God, is the one who is doing all of this, but right. can only happen at the level of our um, obedience and submission to understanding, yo, like he's a great shepherd. Mm-hmm. Right, like that's what the and that's fire. That's where it starts exactly. off with. It's like the Lord is my shepherd. Hmm. That encompasses a lot. And once we have that mentality and we walk that out, is when He is able to like lead us. And so sometimes it's like, you know, back to what, I'm, what I said. I'm in moments where you just want to take control of your own life and your own peace. Yeah, when it doesn't seem or feel like. God may be doing anything, or maybe that may be the easier route, mm-hmm. but it obviously to unlock and access all of this is understanding, yo, like being in a position to be led at mm-hmm. all times and understanding like his role and what believing what he can do as your shepherd too. Yeah. Understanding the, the role, everything you're saying and understanding like the shepherd, the pasture and us being the sheep really put into perspective when we talk about like not doing it in our own strength, right? Like everything that you're saying, it's like, it's not about us being better sheep. It's about understanding that like he's the best shepherd, right? So that analogy, cause y'all know, I love my, you know what I'm saying? My symbolism, my analogies, right? So it's like, he's the, he's the, um, he's a shepherd with a sheep and it's talking in this verse about the pasture, right? So it's not about us as a, as sheep being like, Oh, I got to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm going to the right places and I got to make sure I'm restoring my soul and I got to make sure I'm making it to the pasture. No, you just follow the shepherd. Right. I feel like that takes a lot of pressure off because sometimes speaking personally, especially recently, I've been kind of, I don't know if I'd say stressed out, but it's been a little <laughs> bit, of, it, it'll be, it's been a little bit anxiety. It's about yeah. Figuring out, like, you know, next steps. And it's like, okay, what do I do? What are the next steps? Where do I go? When do I need to rest? When do I need to move? And it's like, this really takes all the pressure. Like, it's not about, like, our first call is just to listen. It's not to move. It's not to rest. It's just, like, listen. Listen. 
right? And that's how he leads you. If he's telling you to move, you move. If he's telling you to take a little break, take a little break. So that that helped me a lot and brought me a real big sense of comfort because definitely been real stressed out about a lot of stuff. So that just put everything into perspective. Like, dang, he really is just the best shepherd. I don't, I don't really got to worry about too much. You know what I mean? And even outside of, so I've been reading this new book. I picked up a new read. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> book bad. Book bad. They say where the Amazon storefront at? Where the Amazon storefront <laughs> at? They've been asking. Book bag. I'm gonna look into it for y'all. I'm gonna look into it for y'all. But um, yeah, so it's called Essentialism by Greg. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Greg McCone, I believe. And he's out. He's been talking about. He does these like trainings for a lot of big CEOs of like big companies like Windows. He even talked about he went to a seminar, um, Steve Jobs seminar where he was talking to him and he said the common thread that he's noticed with all of the top CEOs, what they do is they make intentional time to just like put everything away. Like away from their emails, away from their phones, away from like meeting calls and Zoom calls, right? So to I thought this was really interesting because to our point, like the importance of taking the time away from the business of your life, busyness of your life to focus on like being in that pasture, in that place where you can just sit in God's presence. I think that's something that is and can be modeled with something that he's talking about in this book. It's like they take one week out of the month where they're just like some of them. It's just one day and they just take take away time from everything. They just read. They just think it's just quiet and it's silence and that also was something that I thought was just confirmation from this, from hearing to hearing the sermon and then reading that in that book, I was like, Oh, like there really is some, like something here. It's not just, you know, something that he was just, just talking about. So I thought that was really interesting too. The fact that that's something that people are implementing and recognizing that something that's beneficial is taking that time. What's the name of the book? It's called essentialism by Greg McCone. Essentialism by Greg McCone. About 80 pages in. It's a good read. What's this, what's this book about? It's about, okay, so if I had to sum it up into one little phrase, less but better. That's that's what essentialism is. Essentialism is. Less is more type of. Exactly. Essentially. So, okay, let me, I'm going to pitch this. I'm going to pitch this to y'all real quick. <laughs> Go ahead. So, essentially what he talks about is the idea of, like, priorities, Right. So he talked about how in the 1700s, the word priority was entered into the English language and it was priority. There was no S. And then in the 1900s, they made it priorities and they added the S to the end. And what he says in the book is we thought as if changing the word would change. We thought as if changing the word would change reality. Right. Because with the essence and the definition of priority, it's number one. There can't be multiple number ones. So, yo, there can't be multiple no yo. Ones, right? So essentially, he's not saying that you can't have multiple things that are important to you, but you have to be realistic about the understanding that you can't do it all because sometimes we live under that assumption that we can do everything. So he talks about he does he draws this um diagram and I can't really draw it right now, but I'm going to try to explain it. So say you have you only have so much energy, and instead of using your energy to go a millimeter in 25 different directions, you can use your energy to go yards in a couple different directions. So it's like this illusion of progress. So we think that because we're doing so many different things and have so many different things that we're trying to get our hands into, we're not actually making as much progress as we think. So we need to narrow it down to like what actually matters and use our energy towards those few things and actually go further. So that's essentially what the book is about. 
um, it's been really good talking about priorities and like one of the priorities is taking that time away, which I thought it was really good and tied into this conversation. So that that's the book. No, yo, that's heat. It's good. It's good. Bro. I love that. It's good. So when we think about the idea, which is yo, that's a gem within itself. I never under knew that they changed the yeah. word nineteen hundreds yeah. to priorities, right? Which again, like thinking that that can change reality, mm. but it makes so much sense that there really is only one. There's only one, right? So to the point of like when we're looking at like Psalms twenty three, it can all be summed up with what you just mentioned. Of it's not about us being better sheep; it's about him being the best shepherd. Right. Yeah. Right. That yeah. the Lord is mm. my shepherd; I shall not want. Right. Priority one. It's always to allow what like him to lead, mm-hmm. right? And being um open to that direction, um, in those moves that he's he's calling you to. Exactly. So, because sometimes we can get like our attention divided in so many different things. You know, like sometimes we can think that along our walk that it's like, oh, our works is what's going to move the pendulum of exactly. our life or exactly. like, yo, like if I just pray hard enough or, you know, if, if I fast this many times, like it's going to get God to like move or shift in my life, like, and to gain his favor. But ultimately it's always about just keeping him as the priority of allowing him to lead. And then it all just falls into place. So I really, I actually, I, that's, I love that. Essentialism mm-hmm. Essentialism I really think that We're probably just gonna have to start Our little book club We need to bro I think we should just start doing that I think I that have a lot of suggestions from people Like texting me and stuff like that I think that we should just Think about that And just maybe do that for the last six months of the year We just mm-hmm. have one book We maybe what How would we Is it one book a mm-hmm. month Is that is that manageable very and manageable. We, Actually, so we do one book a month, yeah. and we just every Wednesday. That could be what we speak about. If we wanted to go in that direction, I think that's a good idea. Because here's the thing: I actually broke that down because with reading books, the excuse is always like you don't have time. But say you have a 200 page book, which most books aren't more than like 250 pages, 260, 70. You know, it's in the 200 range, right? That's six pages a day. Like, if you divide it by 30 days, you only have to read six pages a day to finish it in a month. So, reading a book in a month, actually, it like, reading six pages, average reading, reading level, bro, you reading six pages in a couple <laughs> minutes, bro. Unless you're kind of lagging behind. But you're reading, the, you're, reading the average six, reading level. you're reading six pages in about, like, eight minutes, bro. Like, it don't take you that very, long. It's very, it's very doable. Right. Yeah. So, very I think accessible. that's a good idea. Yeah. So, y'all let us know. Yeah. Tap in on YouTube. If you listen to any podcast app and just DM us, right? If we get enough people, a lot of people have been saying and reaching out saying that it is like a great idea. And you just seem to find like a lot of gems as well. Yeah. I don't even know how I found this one. I think I might have saw it on TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That'd be fire though. Cause I, I, that, that's heat. That's heat. What else did you have?
Yeah, I had um, something else that was mentioned in this book. Is he? He's essentially talking about which I'm glad that you brought up the idea of like translating that back to this conversation with making God as our shepherd priority one, because there's actually this segment in this book as well where he's talking about how you need to be filtering your decisions um, through what your priority is, right? And he brought up this. Yeah, yeah. It it was really good. And he brought up this specific example with Tylenol. This was a couple years back, right? So they had this cyanide scandal. And what had happened was um, they had put the Tylenol out, like like millions of them all across the country, right? And then a couple people, like, had said that they passed away from the Tylenol. And obviously the company's in this huge, like, they're like, what do we do? Like, this just happened. So what's the next step? Like, that's obviously a huge next step for, like, PR and, like, what? Legal. For legal, it's like, okay, what do we do next? Mm-hmm. And it says what they did is that when they founded Tylenol, they had a state, like their their mission statement, like that this is priority one. And guess what the mission statement was? It was customer first, right? So essentially, they had a couple decisions. They could have taken all the Tylenol off the shelves, would have wasted them millions of money, millions of dollars, or they could have tried to like cover it all up. You know what I mean? But they went back and filtered their decision through their priority, which was that mission statement, which was customer first. So what they did is they took all the Tylenol off the shelves. They recall, recalled all of it, which costed them. I think it might have said, like, Billy, it was a lot of it was a lot of money. It cost them a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But they filtered that decision through that. And now look at Tylenol. Like, they're still, like, one of the leading, you know what I'm saying? You go to the store, you get Tylenol, right? And it was because they filtered their decision through what that priority was. And I think he, once you make God being your shepherd your, your priority— and you're filtering all your decisions through that. Now it's like, okay, I'm in this situation where it's like, okay, um, I have this job offer over here and I have this job offer over here. It's like, I don't know, this one is kind of looking like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do. But if your first priority is just to lean on him as shepherd, your priority is to listen to him. You know what I mean? Your priority is not to, you know, oh, I'm the best sheep. Let me just decide what to do. No, your pri- if your priority is him, your first priority is also to just to listen. So I think... That was a really good point and a parallel I wanted to make. It's like when you make God being your shepherd your priority, you're filtering all your decisions through that. And you just become a very good listener, right? Being in the pasture and knowing how to be led. You know what I mean? And, and it really takes a lot of pressure off of yourself. So I thought that was good. Filtering your decisions through that being your priority. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. And I think that also, yeah, that applies to everything. So when we're thinking about like when we're trying to like find that direction, in the midst of chaos and also like how we are going to like react in these moments as well. Yeah. Right. Like that being filtered through like our priority, you know? So like I think about whenever you may be out at a affair or just, you know, a public event and you, let's just say you're with your, your family, you yeah. know, you may be like um, a father, a mother with your children, or maybe like your I'm an older sibling with your, you know, your younger brother and sisters, or you may just be like with yourself and a group of friends. And so whenever something, let's just say something may take place, Mm. right. That causes some type of like commotion and maybe even like a sense of like danger. Yeah. Right. That may be that uh, uncomfortable for people around you. Obviously like you're going to filter your decisions through our priority of the moment, mm. right? So like it's like oh priority one, where's where's the little right, sis at? Thinking on the spot, where's like bro at? Yeah. Right, like everything that I'm doing is going to come from like the priority of like where my life is at, and particularly in that moment. So like yo, is everybody straight? You texting people, you calling like yeah. what's good? You know what I mean? 
right and especially if you know like you may be a leader it's like all right like i know in this moment since my priority is to make sure everyone else is comfortable feel secure and safe like i'm not gonna like wild out i'm yeah. about to lash out and lose myself you know so like in different moments you know like when i understand all right like following god and him being my shepherd leader and author of my life is a priority then i know in different moments when i may be i may feel lost i may mm-hmm. feel I may not feel like as secure, right? I'm not just going to like go like on my own path. Like mm-hmm. I'm not just gonna lose myself and wild out, right? Because I know what like who like where my where my priority lies, and I'm filtering yeah. my decision through that. So, in terms of me wanting to make sure that I'm honoring him, obeying him, and staying true to what he says, like I'm not just gonna go out and do my own thing. Does that make exactly. sense? Exactly, it does. It does. Right. It so I think um, I think about that too. Like it's mm-hmm. gonna affect also just how you're like reacting how you're conducting exactly. yourself and how you want to move like in your everyday right it just becomes like instinctual like second nature right. like since this is my priority this is what i'm doing on the on the fly you don't even really got to think about it too much it just it just comes out of you so no that makes a lot of sense i think that's good no yes sir that's fire is there anything else from that book that you've that you've gained that I've any other insights i feel like you've lot, read bro. I got a lot of notes in here from this book. Bro. I, I feel like I need to hear just something, like just one more thing. There's just so many like gems. Let me see. You take notes as you read? Yeah, of course. I tr- I try to. Sometimes to. I just like to enjoy the book. You don't highlight, you just take notes? I do both. Okay. I do both. I feel like my thing is like you either reread the book again or you just go through the notes. <laughs> and it's like I'd rather go through the notes than read the whole book again. Oh, you got um, your footnotes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so this one was fire. So without what I was mentioning earlier about like slimming down, like what's most important to you. He also gets into the book about just the uh, the importance of learning the power of your choice, because sometimes we allow others to choose for us. And that's how we have so many different things that we're even having in our lives, because it's like we feel like out of obligation or like, you know, sometimes we get caught up in saying yes to certain plans that we know we didn't really want to do. You know what I mean? And thus, like kind of wasting our energy on certain things when we could be putting it towards like what's actually important so he talks about choice and he says we often think of a choice as like a thing like something that we have right like oh i have a choice but i think sometimes having that mentality um mm, kind of pulls you away from actually like using your choice so it's not necessarily a thing but a choice is an action like it's something you do like so he's talking about how sometimes we think a choice is something we just have but it's something you do it's something you have to be intentional about and we have such a passive mindset behind our choice and like we that's how we end up having our schedules full of stuff we didn't really want to do you know what i mean and we have our schedules full of things that we should have thought more on instead of just saying yes in the moment and it was because you have to be intentional right and more assertive about your choice right because it's 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 powerful and it's not just a thing it's an action. It's what you do. You choose. You choose a thing. So I thought that was really good, right? It's not being so passive with your choice and understanding the power of it. So I thought that, that was that was another thing. That was a big one. I was like, yo, that's, that's the one. Fire. But no, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That, that's the book, bro. So I'm we definitely going to tap bro. into that. But nonetheless, one, I think this will be what just rest, rest in God, rest in God, rest in Him. He is. He's the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that simple right yes, so understanding the priority mm-hmm. never lo- never losing sight of that yeah period rest in him rest in him so no yeah 
<clears throat> Jordan, you might, I don't know if you got a song for today, so you might have to go and find one while I'm playing mine. But <laughs> yeah, I, got one. I have, oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, say that. All right. So actually, I found this snippet. She hasn't released this, and I don't know if you've heard this, but for the putting you on this week, this isn't the song I'm playing, but I'm going to play a song by by her. But one day, put this day. snippet out, and I guess she like, or someone like mixed Firm Foundation mm. as a beat and like put some reverb oh, on snap. it and like, and yeah. yo, killed it. And she just like kind of like just put a little verse out, but yo, this was crazy. And I actually got a song that I'm gonna play by her though, but it's a snippet out, so I'm like, yo. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Okay. Okay. Remember them days in the five one two, no clue. I'll make it to B Street. Spirit on low, half foes trying to take me out, trying to dim my belief. Yeah, trying to dim my light, trying to dim my shine. Don't you know I'm blessed? Don't you know I'm lit? Don't you know I'm chosen? Don't you know I'm fine? Hold up, yeah. I built my house on the rock. Tell me then why would I stop? Why would I stress up a up? My God, I'm top, cover me, enemy under me, living righteous. So no wonder he coming through. Saw them fall on my side, I'm still on my two. Had to go through the pain, had me feeling blue, had me praying like Lord, help me make it through. Yeah, but I put my faith up in Jesus. Holy Ghost, He never leaves us. Enemies trying to deceive us. We're the believers. If you need help, just receive this. Any weather, any storm, He gon' never leave. You gon' make it through prayers up in the sea. He gon' give you that grace and that's guaranteed. You ain't born again, calling Him, just believe. You hear it though? You hear the sample? Yo! Yo! She spazzed on that junk, dude. Crazy, bro. She spazzed on that. Yo, they killed that beat. Then my putting you on for this week is Wild and Free by One Day, Future and Doe. So okay. let's tap in. Little R&B junk for y'all. I don't really care to get out of way. A hundred thousand times you've been more than favor. If out of God, then it's out of
Ooh. Hold on. <laughs> I like that. I like that one. I ain't gonna hold you. That's my first time listening to that song. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't even heard it. He's like, I'm putting y'all. I need to find one for this week. That was crazy. You was yourself on, bro. That was insane. <laughs> no, that was good though. I rock with that. Yeah. I rock with that. Hey man, but I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. This next one's killing that one. But hey man, now nah, let me not do that. Let I'm already one and oh though. You wanna know? I think where we started with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started last uh, no, last episode. Okay, I think. bro. I'm about to I'm about to tee up this own. week. I'm about to tee up this no, week. No, yeah, I'm two and oh. Cause I gave Chill, you your song last, bro, last episode. That don't count, bro. You wanna know? That one don't count, bro. Yo, I'm that two and oh. <laughs> I'm two and oh. All right, guys. What we got for this next one is called What Army? By Alano uh, Alano Aiden Featuring Caleb Gordon You know what I'm saying Talk to me What is it called? What Army You gonna Y'all gonna, Y'all hear the horns already? Yeah. Turn up on your phone Y'all hear the horns? Army, 
What he say? He said the enemy, enemy cap. He work at Liz. He work at Liz. He work at Liz. <laughs> that boy work at Liz. What? That was a crazy bar, bro. Nah, man. But yo, we love you, each and every one of y'all. Yeah. Hope you enjoy the weekend. Let us know how y'all feeling about the the book bag. Talk you know what I'm us. saying? Talk to us. How y'all feeling about it? If y'all want to get this reading plan up and going, we'll see what we can do. But man, you know what it is. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love. Much love.